Greetings and salutations and welcome to another episode of the Structured Startup Podcast. Laurel, who do we have on this episode? Today, we are talking with Jim Cavell of Influencer, and he is speaking about finding your entrepreneurial story and your narrative arc, which corresponds with Module 4 in the Structured Startup course. Excellent and great. I am looking forward to this. I've got a confession to make about Mr. Cavell. I have a shirt from his early influencer days, and on the chest of the shirt is Storyteller. And I have always loved that shirt. I have always loved that message about how important the story is. You need to have some financial and, and business backing to it. But if you don't have a compelling narrative that people will buy into, your organization is not going anywhere. And there is nobody more attuned to the narrative and the various narratives that work through there than Jim Cavell. So I, I am really excited about this one. So I was wondering if you could first tell us a little bit about the company you're going to be answering the questions for. So Influencer is an app that now more than 100,000 college and pro athletes use to build their brand as well as manage their NIL business. NIL stands for name, image, and likeness, which is essentially their endorsement business. It's been around since 2017 when I founded the company. And uh, we sell our product to college and pro teams who usually do a three to five year contract with us to be able to provide our app to their athletes. And that contract is priced out with an annual payment that's based on how many sports and teams are involved, how many athletes are involved, and which of our products they're using. We have our core product, which helps athletes build their brand by giving them access to content shot by the media, shot by their team. They can get that content through the influencer app and then share it to their social media accounts. They also get metrics with that core product that allows them to understand their fair market value based on their follower count and engagement and percentage per post. Uh, our verified product is more of a, a compliance product where athletes can disclose their transactions at the college level to their compliance department at their institution. This is part of the college name, image, and likeness rules that they have to abide to. And our app helps them be able to disclose those transactions through the verified product we offer to college and pro teams. And then our plus product is a product that allows um, businesses and individuals who want to work with student athletes, want to pay them uh, for their name, image, and likeness to do an endorsement deal, to be able to register through a school-specific system that's backed by influencers technology. Think of it like Soonersports.com slash NIL. Uh, for Oklahoma, right? And through that system online, uh, a business can register. And once they're in, they can see all the Oklahoma student athletes that are on Influencer. They can start conversations with them about a deal. Once they hire them, they can pay them through Influencer. We've integrated with Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, ACH. And then all those payments get reported automatically to the student athletes compliance department at their institution. And those transactions also get consolidated into a 1099 so the student athlete can easily do their taxes at the end of the year. And so Influencer Core, Influencer 
Verified Influencer Plus are our three products. And at the college level, more than 220 Division I institutions have um, a contract for an average term of 4.2 years with us, um, where they pay us annually uh, for one or, or, or all of those products. And, um, and then we have contracts with pro teams as well. And so that's a little bit about the, the company. We, I guess another thing I would say is, you know, we, we were acquired by Teamworks in uh, 2019. And um, we've had two wonderful years of integration into the Teamworks family. Teamworks is also a sports technology company. They work with um, 90% of colleges in America, but they also work with uh, more than 50% of the teams in the pro sports leagues in America, like the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, MLB, MLS. They also uh, have contracts with teams in English Premier League soccer and Australian rugby and all those things. So uh, Teamworks is a communications platform that uh, acquired us two years ago. And we went from uh, just less than 30 people at that time to now more than 130 people um, between the two the two products that are under one company, Teamworks Innovations. Um, so I still am CEO and uh, running influencer. I stayed on as part of the deal. It was a wonderful deal for us, cash and stock, and um, traded my influencer stock not only for cash and selling the company, but for uh, for stock in Teamworks, a company that I really believe in uh, because of what we're doing to be the operating system for the athlete with a lot of different services um, that our technology provides to help the athlete manage their life off the court or the field. What is the narrative arc or story that has led you and your team to this point? You know, in, in 2016, um, I was about seven years into building a, a company based here in Birmingham, but national brand called Iron Tribe Fitness, brick and mortar functional fitness, group fitness. Uh, we started in a gym here in Homewood and uh, grew it to four locations in Birmingham. And then my partner and I started franchising locations all over the country. And we were about 50 locations and uh, having a lot of success almost seven years into the the operation. And I had started to study the Ed O'Bannon case. Ed O'Bannon played at UCLA in the mid-90s and won a national championship there as a basketball player. Fizzled out in the NBA and in the early 2000s, he was working at a car dealership, used car dealership in Las Vegas. And the owner of the dealership asked him to come home for dinner. Uh, Ed went home with the owner and started after dinner playing video games with the owner's son. And um, they were playing college basketball um, on PlayStation. And the, uh, the young boy said, uh, Ed, we could play with your UCLA team. Check this out. And they started playing against each other. And Ed was playing with the likeness of both himself and his twin brother with that 94 national championship UCLA team. And he was thinking, this is surreal. I'm sitting at the house of my boss. Uh, I didn't, you know, make a ton of money in the NBA. I'm working my butt off at a used car dealership. But yet this game's out there being bought by my boss's son and many other young kids who like playing video games, adults too. And my likeness is in it and I'm not being paid for it. There's something wrong with that, right? And as he explored it, he realized that all college athletes sign away their name, image, and likeness when they attend a four-year school in exchange for a scholarship uh, for, for academics. And so that case became a headline case that in 2015 ended with Ed O'Bannon winning and beating the NCAA and really setting the stage for this whole name, image, and likeness uh, bylaw to be changed. 
And I saw that, I started studying it. And so in late 2016, I knew I wanted to get involved in sports, help athletes build their brand, eventually help athletes monetize their brand. And I knew I wanted to start in college, but I needed to to put in the work of interacting with folks who work in college sports, learn about the problems and solutions that already exist, start to understand from the leaders in college sports where things were going. And I needed to be free to do that, you know? And so I sold my portion of Iron Tribe to my partners so that I could start building what would become Influencer. And I did that at the end of 16. And so in 2017, I just was really grinding out uh, my research. Um, I built a, a demo of what I thought the product would be. Um, how it could help athletes grow their brand, grow their following on social media is really a starting point for eventually what we could do to provide them with solutions to monetize their, their name, image, and likeness when it became legal. And, um, you know, I, I probably spent about $20,000 between a, a website, a, a logo, a brand, so to speak, that I had created a name, uh, influencer with the abbreviation, the way we spell it, INFLCR, and, uh, and a product demo. And I started taking it out on the road throughout the first half of 2017. And I made an agreement with myself. I said, if we can't get a signed contract by the end of June, we don't have something. Even though we don't have a product built, we should be able to get a school to sign a contract and pay us money if this is a good enough idea. And uh, went, on, went on a road trip. Uh, starting in March of 2017, started visiting all kinds of schools. And, um, one significant trip was my, my daughter, who was 15 at the time. She's 19 now, uh, came with me on her spring break. I thought that was pretty cool that she would give up her spring break to come with dad on this journey of trying to build a startup. And, uh, we, we went from Birmingham to Nashville and pitched Vanderbilt, went from Nashville to Lexington and pitched the University of Kentucky, went from Lexington to Columbus, Ohio and pitched Ohio State, went from Columbus, Ohio to Syracuse, my hometown where I was born and raised and pitched Syracuse, saw family, drove back. And it was that trip where I, I saw I had something. There was a lot of interest. There was a, a reality that, that branding and social media was already a part of the recruiting process. And that student athletes were asking for pictures and videos after every practice and game because they wanted to share it to social and there wasn't an efficient way to get it to them. And there was a lot of other realities I learned along the way. But there were also sensitivities I noticed. Because of the O'Bannon case, a lot of schools weren't interested in a product like ours because it forced them to pay attention to um, – student athletes brands instead of the, the school's brand. And I was trying to show them that they actually work in unison. They don't have to be separate. You know, the student athletes brand complements the school, represents the school and the school's brand complements a student athlete. There's a lot of followers, a lot more followers of your collective student athletes on social media than there is of your team accounts on social media. And so the ability to reach more people through student athletes is real. And so there was all these things I learned and, it was in June that Kentucky signed a contract for Influencer. And so at that point, I had to pick up the phone and call uh, a couple developers that I had been keeping warm if, if I was going to start this thing and tell them, hey, you're hired. We got to build this thing out. One of them had built the demo, so he was familiar with the product and what we needed to do. And we started jamming out. And you know, you start writing personal checks for five figures each month to two different developers. And, and it's got to be enough to get them to not work on anything else. This thing gets real, you know, and so that's that's really how it started. And you know, it went from Kentucky to Auburn to UAB to South Carolina and Troy. Those are the five schools that, by the end of 2017, signed contracts for our software. 
And by the end of the year, we had built the product. And so we really launched it at the beginning of 2018. And uh, we launched it with those brand building features that I mentioned, right? The, um, the reality that, um, you know, there's, there's content being shot of student athletes. They want it. They want it as it's shot. And we were going to be there to deliver it to them through an app. And the metrics we offered with it would help them understand the game they're playing and growing their brand. That's all we launched with. And uh, in 2018, we had to figure out how to get the product used, how to get athletes onboarded. Um, I had to hire people that could focus on that side of it, activating a, a school, activating their athletes. And as we figured that out, we got usage. We added more schools, North Carolina, Duke, Syracuse, my hometown team, Oregon, went out west for the first time. I got a West Coast team. And so those first 10 schools really became the evangelists, right? And not only were they our first couple hundred thousand dollars in recurring revenue, but they were our first users. They were the ones we learned all the different tricks that we needed to build into our feature sets uh, from and, and helped us go to the next phase in 2019, where we really exploded, went to 100 plus universities, um, seven figure recurring revenue stream, um, looked to, to possibly raise a series A from venture capital. And as we were looking at that, we also looked at the, the acquisition opportunity with Teamworks because of the fact that NIL was going to become a real thing in college sports and the bylaw that restricted student athletes from making money from their NIL was going to change and it was going to change soon. And so Teamworks put a deal in front of us that was really very competitive um, compared to, to raising VC and doing it all on our own because it allowed us all to take chips off the table to get some cash and mitigate risk, right? Whether it was me, my employees, our investors, we had some seed money we raised. Everybody was going to win off the Teamworks deal right away, but everybody had a chance to really get motivation to stay with this and be a part of a bigger organization where influencer could be built within Teamworks as a parent company. And uh, it's worked out amazing. We, we sit here today with more than 200 uh, in almost 20 now Division One institutions under contract. More than 3,500 college teams have influencer. More than 100,000 student athletes use influencer on a daily basis to not just grow their brand, but now they can communicate with businesses that want to work with them to um, pay them for endorsements, individuals who might want to pay them for NIL type transactions as well, whether it's an appearance at a birthday party or, um, you know, a cameo video for their friend. Uh, and, and so we've just been able to really be the solution during this time. And it's, it's exciting. You know, for me, the, the third question you ask is, you know, if a stranger asked you why I developed my business and what would I tell them? I'd really say that, you know, for me, I, I love helping young people look at the moment they're in and learn how to make the most of it, especially young athletes who are on a stage that's temporary. They think they're going to play forever, but they're not. And this stage of college sports gives them an opportunity to build a brand that, that can last forever, that can last well beyond their athletic skills and capabilities. And so creating connections that will lead to your career after sports, um, you know, representing yourself in a way where when people see you on social, they, they see who you really are. It's your digital character footprint. It's how people judge you, whether you like it or not. They visit your social when they see you make a play in a game and they try to see who you are beyond the athlete. And so getting athletes to think of themselves as bigger than just the sport they play, as just an athlete, but as a person that can use their athletic skill and the stage they're on to really set the stage for the rest of their life, that's my why. And it's what I did as a college athlete playing baseball almost a couple decades ago 
And it's how I got to be an entrepreneur and build businesses. And so I credit a lot back to my college athletics experience. And I want to help other athletes do the same, make the most of their influence and what it can be on this world. That was a wonderful story. I really enjoyed that. Thank you, Laurel. Thank you, Jim. Great, great story about how he built his company and how he uses the stories of the individuals, the individual athletes, to tell a bigger story. I think we, when we're building organizations, I think we can get confused because we put all of it into the one big brand. But really, when we're building organizations, it's a collection of individuals, and we have to respect that, and we have to appreciate that, and we have to recognize that organizations have some fluidity in it. So we've got to culture everybody's brand together, and the athletes really give a good parallel to that. Yes, you have to be all about the team to win, but the great teams have great individuals in there that appropriately curate and get everybody up to a higher level. And that's a, that's a good message for the entrepreneur when they start building out their teams to respect, to encourage growth and to move people forward and to let everybody have an individual brand that makes your brand even better. And that's, that was a great, uh, great story. Uh, from Jim, which I really appreciate. Laurel, thoughts from you? I just love Jim's story and the story of Influencer. I think what Jim has said about creating a platform for college athletes rather than a peak is an idea that anyone can identify with. You don't have to be a sports fan to latch onto that story and to get engaged with it. And Jim's execution of that idea is just excellent. Totally agree. Totally agree. Jim, give us a few wise words to take us out. Advice I'd give entrepreneurs really comes down to um, what I talked about earlier. I, I really think that it's important to not just have an idea and go try to execute on it without validation. There's a lot of ways to validate your idea, but the two best are getting somebody to use your product and give you feedback and validate if it's worth what you think it's worth. The other is getting them to write a check and actually validate it through a signature and a, and a payment. And if you can't get that done, I don't believe your idea is as good as you think it is. The market will tell you if it's as good as you think it is. And so really holding yourself accountable to those two things, the usage of your product and the impact of that usage, along with the ability to get somebody to write a check, even early on before you have a product built, is really important. And um, I just think that that's what the, you know, the standard should be if you're going to start a business. It's not about the idea. It's about the execution. And the execution of that idea has evidence in, in those two metrics, usage and, and money. Uh, early on. So generate revenue, you know, figure out how to generate revenue, generate revenue with an opportunity that's big, that, 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 that is big enough for you to build a, a real business that's exciting for people who want to invest in it or buy your product. And in addition to generate revenue, generating revenue, make sure your product's getting used and having an impact. And if it's not, figure out how to. 
If it's not generating revenue, figure out how to generate revenue.